I am enjoying my time in the United States Senate. I'm enjoying it even more being in the majority. It's nice to be on committees where you can help set the agenda. I'm uh, chair of two subcommittees, one on the Senate Armed Services Committee, the Subcommittee on Emerging Threats and Capabilities, and also on the Commerce Committee. I am chair of the Subcommittee on Surface Transportation. So I've, I wanted to visit with you today about America's infrastructure. And I'm pleased to be here with this group. I'm sorry I can't ever be with the, uh, is it the under 39? <laughs> I'm sorry I can't do that, but uh, we have a, a full room here and it's, it is good to be with you today. Transportation is one of the top priorities that I have in the United States Senate. And it's an issue that I have, I guess, been involved with really all of my life. My father was a civil engineer. He worked his entire career with the Nebraska Department of Roads. He uh, was the state director under two governors. So I grew up going on inspection tours with my two brothers. All of our pictures as we're growing up we were in front of bridge abutments. <laughs> so I, I guess by osmosis, uh, that really got in my blood. And when I was in the legislature, my first two years, I did not serve on the Transportation Telecommunications Committee. But then my third year, I was encouraged to run for the chair of, of that committee. And in Nebraska, we have one house. We're unicameral, and you stand up, and the first day, and have to nominate yourself to be the chair of a committee. And then it's a secret ballot on how you are elected. So uh, I, I was very pleased that uh, my colleague selected me over my colleague who was, who was running for that committee chair as well. And it really, it really changed uh, my focus then during my time in the legislature. I'd always been involved in, in education issues and especially education financing and you know, how we pay for our schools, what's best for our kids. And uh, why I could still be involved with that in the legislature, my main focus became transportation and telecommunication issues and other big infrastructure issues. So as I'm serving on these different committees now in the United States Senate, we're seeing a lot of different issues come up that affect our world. And I think one of my main duties is to ensure that we have a reliable and efficient transportation system here in this state, in this nation, a good infrastructure system. We have a variety of networks out there, and as these networks evolve, I believe that our country's economic growth will depend on that intermodal transportation system that we not only take care of, but that we develop as well. We have some work to do. We have some work to do to maintain and update the system that we have. Although America leads in many, many areas, we're falling behind when it comes to our infrastructure. 
the American Society of Civil Engineers, they <coughs> recently issued a report card on America's infrastructure. And in that, they gave our roads a grade of D and our bridges a grade of C+. That's unacceptable. As we look to address America's transportation challenges, we need to keep in mind that nearly 95% of the consumers that we have they live outside the United States. And if we don't have adequate infrastructure, our manufacturers are going to have to pay the price for delayed shipments, spoiled products, and even looking ahead then, lost market share. We can't afford that. The federal government's fallen short, but I think states are leading the way in how we address our infrastructure needs. In Nebraska, uh, because of my history there, I've, I can proudly say that we fare pretty well when it comes to our infrastructure. We're better than the national average. We have about 94,000 miles of public roads, and 8,600 miles of those are major public roads. That's probably where you got the ticket. On <laughs> <laughs> one of those major ones, driving that Mustang too fast. <laughs> but according to the Society for Engineers, we have only 6% of our roads that are in poor condition in the state of Nebraska. So we're proud of that. And I'm very proud that one of my key accomplishments in the Nebraska legislature was to have a major policy change in how we fund our highway needs in the state. I introduced and, and passed a, a bill that now over the next 20 years will target a certain portion of Nebraska sales tax. And that will bring in about $70 million more a year for our roads and bridges in the state of Nebraska. It's making a big difference. And we did it without raising taxes. We did it by setting priorities, by recognizing that infrastructure needs, that our roads are a core responsibility of government. We're working on the budget right now in the Senate. I congratulate the House on getting a budget passed. Hopefully, we'll get that done in the Senate um, not too long after midnight tonight. <laughs> that would be good. <coughs> But I think it's, it's time that we, we do what we say we, we believe in. And that is setting priorities. That is making the hard decisions. That is funding core responsibilities, core duties of government. And of course, infrastructure, whether it's roads or bridges or ports or broadband or transmission lines, that's all part of that. When I was in Nebraska, I also uh, introduced and passed legislation that, that set up a, a buyback program of federal transportation dollars. It's federal buyback. And this bill, this law, allows the State Department of Roads to be able to, to buy back uh, at 80% the money that, that the local government or county government receives from the federal government helps the state out a little, they have more money, but it really helps local governments out because they're then able 
to move ahead with projects, get projects done quicker because they don't have to follow all the federal regulations that are, that are tied to those dollars. It would be nice if we could figure out how we can get that done at the federal level at all with the federal money and, and loosening some of those regulations that are out there. So we've we accomplished quite a bit. And Nebraska is moving ahead with its infrastructure, but as with every state, we still face a lot of challenges. At one of the subcommittee hearings we recently had on surface transportation, we had a, a State Department transportation director say that uh, the states allocate limited transportation resources not based on needs versus want but based on which projects can be initiated now versus those that must be delayed. We cannot meet all the needs. And in the foreseeable future, we will not be able to meet all the transportation needs that we have. But that doesn't mean we should sit back and wring our hands. That's a challenge for us to be able to, to make those hard decisions to try and figure out how we're going to have a sustainable amount of money in moving forward. So what should Congress do? How are we going to solve these problems at the federal level? I think the Highway Trust Fund is broken. And according to the Congressional Budget Office, we are facing that $15 billion shortfall per year over the next 10 years. We have to address it. But we have to address it with a long-term approach. One that's going to provide certainty to businesses, to contractors, to states, to cities, to counties. And most of all, to workers and to families. In addition, I think we should work to find a <coughs> sustainable funding approach when it comes to our roads. We have to prioritize the Highway Trust Fund spending on core infrastructure projects. We have to do that above all else. And while voluntary repatriation is an interesting proposal that many are looking at, I think that it represents just a one-time fix. And I think it would impede future efforts when we try to look at dealing with tax <coughs> Many stakeholders are, are advocating for increasing the federal gas tax. I'm concerned it's a regressive tax that will hurt families, and then I think it'll hurt rural states like Nebraska. I don't believe that uh, raising the, the federal gas tax is, uh, is the needed source of revenue that will, that will be stable when we deal with our infrastructure. Other funding proposals that I have seen that utilize a, a portion of the customs and duties, those fees that are out there to fund transportation. People have talked about new revenues from oil drilling or trying to, to get a user fee on a barrel of oil. You know, each of these proposals have merits but I think they also have challenges. I think for sure Congress needs to address the gaps that we see 
in the current user fees that we have. We have a lot of electric cars on the road, we have light rail and transit systems, and we have alternative fuel vehicles that don't pay into the highway trust fund, but they benefit from the highway trust fund. They benefit from that where the users of <coughs> highways and roads pay into it. Truckers and conventional car drivers and other operators, they subsidize those transit systems and those electric vehicles at the expense of our nation's transportation system. I think it's time for those other modes of transportation to step up, and I think it's time for them to pay some kind of user fee that would go into a trust fund for their modes of transportation as well. So as we near the next surface transportation bill, I am hopeful that Congress is going to be able to pass a user, a user-friendly, but especially a long-term uh, reform-oriented transportation bill. I think we have to carry out our oversight responsibility to the fullest. We have to ensure that <coughs> states are not saddled with burdensome regulatory hurdles so that they can take that money and be able to move ahead on projects. They need that flexibility in order to do so. So that means that we have to eliminate the duplicative and lengthy review process that we all have, have uh, heard about that, go, that are cities and our counties and their states go through in order to get their permitting approval. Finally, I think Congress also needs to continue on a performance-based standards path. In MAP 21, that was a recommendation for the grants and the safety regulations. And performance targets allow agencies then to have more flexibility in making decisions that are more efficient in moving forward. So I thank you for letting me visit with you today. I would be happy to take any questions at this time.